Welcome back to Assisted Living Investing with Brett Schottkavis. And today we are talking about something special. And really, instead of breaking down how to make money from your assisted living, today we're talking about serving. We're talking about purpose. We're talking about the other side of this avenue, right? This is a great, great niche and business to take care of your family, to make money, but we're doing something that makes a difference. We're doing something where we're serving a group of people and we're, we're working with a purpose. And this is what I love about this. So I wanna break this down today in today's show because this is one of the biggest surprises that I had after owning an assisted living in memory care. I knew that I wanted to have a business that contributed. I wanted to do something that helped people. And that's why I was drawn to this. But I did not think in any way that it would impact me in the way that it has. So I wanna share that today because it's been uh, really a life change on a personal level for me, owning and operating and assisted living in memory care and seeing the day-to-day what it is like. For me, the biggest thing that I had, the biggest surprise was seeing the successful people that we had as residents. And what I mean by that is, you know, we have very much end-of-life care, people in their 80s, 90s, 100-plus years old, and they either have physical needs or mental needs, like, like they have, you know, dementia. We've had very, very successful people that come and live with us and spend the last few years with us. And we've had doctors, um, we've had real estate developers, we've had bankers, we've had a lot of people who in their career have been very successful. They've made a lot of money. They've been successful in other areas of their life with their, with their family and socially. And to see people that have been you know, pushing and grinding and hustling and working the system, and they still end up in this, you know, end of life predicament, in this hard situation. It's really became real and pretty raw to me because that really resonated with me in a different way that I didn't expect it to. I'm someone who is is driven for success, that is always pushing for bigger goals, that is, you know, growing my wealth, taking care of my body. And, and to see people who are on the same mindset and see them in this end of life space is pretty difficult to see. You know, I'm not sure if you've, if you've been around people with dementia or end of life. I mean, it, it gets, it can be very tough and it's a really hard disease. So we'll see these people and you're with them, you know, day in, day out for years and you know them and you love them and you see who they, they came in as and you hear the stories of who they used to be. And especially these really successful people, because it it, it kind of stung for me. It, it it made it so real that this could be me at some point in the future. You see these successful people, and then you you see the end of life process, or you see the d- disease of dementia, and they're not who they used to be. At some point along the stage, you know they stop remembering who they are. Right? You start getting questions of, hey, wh- who am I? Where am I? What what's my name? Right? The, you see their, their families come in to visit and they don't know their spouse. That's a stranger to them. They don't know their children. And I mean, it gets, it gets some pretty hard days in there, right? Where, you, I mean, you're there every day taking care of them, helping with the littlest things, and they forget. They literally forget how to walk. You'll see it one day and the next day they can't walk anymore. They forget how to eat. They'll be at the dining room table and they look down, see the, the fork and the knife, and they don't know what those utensils are. 
they barely even remember how to move their their hands to pick up a hamburger and they kind of just force food onto their face. And to see people who have been so driven and so successful in life, it it really stings for me because I know that this could be me. This could be Laura. This could be any of my family members. And there's not really much that I can do about it. So it made it pretty real for me. And I always think about the, the, the least of these, right? I would go to, you know, concerts with my kids and my wife. And uh, during intermission between the sets, there's be this, these people who come up and they're pastors and they have like these little um, pictures, right? Pictures of kids. And they're like, hey, you know, I want you to support these kids. You know, they're in Africa or in Haiti. And these are the least of these, right? And, you know, there's this message of, you know, us in America, we have these amazing opportunities to provide for our families, to grow wealth. We have these social systems. We have these, these safety nets in our society. We have clean water. We have all these different things, right? And we are blessed, and I'm very grateful for that. But there's this message of, hey, you know, the least of these in other areas, right? It is our duty, or maybe it's our obligation to take care of them, to, to be generous, to give, to serve them in some way. But they're always over there. They're never here, right? They're never in our backyard. And for me... This really became real because now I'm looking at these people who were the successful people in life. And now to me, these have now become the least of these. These are the people that can't do anything anymore. They don't really have a voice. They can't express to me or anybody else, hey, I want these things or I need these things or I'm in pain or someone is mistreating me. They don't have a voice anymore because it's, it's, it's gone with, with end of life or with dementia. And man, it, it really struck me because this, this could be me at some point and there's no, there's nothing that I can do about that. It is not something that, you know, is, is because of their own bad choices. Laura and I used to own a sober living and we would take care of people off the streets and these gentlemen were addicted to drugs and they were in this circumstance due to their choices right? They had made bad choices and they had hurt their bodies or their brains. And we had, we were there for compassion for them to take care of them. But nonetheless, like it was pretty clear to me, like here is cause and effect. This is what they did. And here's the result. But this, the assisted living, the memory care mansion, this to me is so different. And it shakes me because of that, because it's not cause and effect. It's not, they are reaping what they sowed. It's just life. Right. And you can't get away from it. You can't escape the aging process and there's no cure for dementia. So this could be anyone that I love. It could be me or it could be my wife. And you see successful people who are, you know, at that end of stage where it's end of life is just a, it's, it's a hard thing to see. So it's had such an effect on me. And I think really it's allowed me to be more compassionate. It's allowed me to, to set aside this idea that you know, this is cause and effect and you reap what you sow. And sometimes it's just, you just need more love. And that's what I've come to, to grips with that. I just need to be more compassionate. I need to be more loving. And this is really what I love about this, this niche, this opportunity or this business, right? You can make fantastic money. You can take care of your family, but you're doing something that is real. You're doing something that actually benefits those people in your community. And for me, I see them as the least of these and they are right there. They're right here in my city, in my assisted living. And it's now my duty or my obligation or, or, 
or really my pleasure to, to be able to serve them because I had always think, thought about serving as like, I'm going to do it in this certain section, right? I'm going to time block this time to go and, and serve, or I'm going to uh, set aside this amount of money for budgeting to giving. But this has become real. It's become part of my everyday where I am literally able to go to, to Platinum and you're really, you're giving of yourself and it becomes part of your work life. It becomes real to you. And I think this is really special for this opportunity, for this business to, to be able to really serve and make a difference in a real and pretty raw kind of way. So if you do not have your own assisted living yet and you're looking at starting, I want to say this is, this is it. This is how it goes. If, there, if you are someone who is compassionate and loving and want to really make a difference and help people, man, this is a fantastic opportunity. This is a great business to do it because you will take care of your family financially, but you will actually do something worthwhile. You will actually make a difference and it's right there. It's right in your city. It's right in your neighborhood. And to wrap this up, I would just say that even if you don't have your assisted living yet, that I would encourage you to serve locally, that there are people, there are seniors at the end of life that don't have someone to spend time with. They may not have their family come every day. They may just feel sad and neglected. And there are people who need your attention and it's nothing special. It's just going and sitting with them, talking with them, holding their hand, praying with them. The little things make the hugest difference in their day. So I would just say, hey, go and serve in your city, in your local assisted livings and love on these people. But if you do want to open your own assisted living, bring the heart to it. The finances will follow. But if you lead by heart, you will be successful. Well, that's all for today. Thanks for spending time with me. I'll see you next time.